Welcome to the last day of February. It is the podcast where I'm going to wrap up our four ways to declutter in February, an experiment for ADHD brains. This is part five. And the reason I'm doing a wrap up is I reached out in my Facebook group in the podcast community and I asked, what did you guys try? What didn't you try? Lessons learned. I just have some things I'd love to share from experimenting with four totally different types of decluttering. Let's go. Hey friend, welcome to the Joy Loving Home Podcast. I'm Joy, wife, mom of four, <laughs> and unorganized professional organizer. I have a heart for ADHD moms and kids. After spending years learning and organizing for other people, I realized there's a real need to turn the concept of being well-planned and organized upside down. It shouldn't be created exclusively by type A naturally organized people as a way to fix you or your home. Organizing, planning, and productivity should fit the way our brains think. Albert Einstein said, everybody's a genius, but if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, it will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. <laughs> well, fish, let's quit trying to climb trees while being given tips by well-intentioned monkeys who cannot understand how our brains think. Join me in the water and learn how to swim with the current of your life. It's time to choose unorganized organization and flexible productivity. It's time to choose progress over perfection. I'm in this journey with you, and together, we can choose joy. Sometimes people find me on episode 62, <laughs> and I feel this obligation to catch them up a little bit. But at the same time, I also feel this like drag to my regular listeners. It's as if JK Rowling had given us a recap in book seven. Like, come on already. If you've gone to book seven, surely you read the other six. But just in case you haven't, this is a part five. I would love it if you'd go back and listen to the other four parts, which started in episode 51. But there will be an essence of recap here. So if you're just, it's not your style to go back, <laughs> stay and listen. And, le and then if one of these types sparks your interest and you want to hear more, then obviously feel free to go back. I am jumping right in with the recap in a way where I'm going to talk about each of the kinds and then immediately loop in the lessons learned from my podcast community. There are, it's a very small sample size for those of you that are very research driven. There are only 105 members right now and not everybody answered my survey. <laughs> so it's a significantly small sample size. So take it for what it's worth. But you know, if you can glean any bits of tips or hints that might help you if you decide to try one of these, then why not share? This whole process started in episode 51, which was the experiment called Little by Little. And Little by Little was where we were just setting a timer for five minutes a day and tackling the decluttering in just small increments. I suggested trying this with your cell phone, just eliminating things like the intense amount of text strings that you might have left or emails that are mostly junk or the uh, photos that we all know we have far too many of. And just instead of in place of scrolling, you set a timer and at least clear for five minutes before you scroll. The feedback that I got, and this was actually my personal experiment as well, experience with this experiment, it was easy enough to complete. It was easy enough to sort of work into daily life. However, it was also easy enough to forget that it was something we were supposed to be doing. 
in absence of maybe setting a recurring alarm that would go off when you know you sit down to scroll each day to just suddenly light up and go, hey, don't forget to declutter for five minutes first. That would be useful, but otherwise it is. It's particularly in something like a cell phone where you're not seeing visible progress unless you open the phone and you see how many email messages are still left on your notifications. If you were doing the little by little as a physical task in your house somewhere, you might actually remember because you would have this trigger of each time you walk past remembering that you were trying to tackle it that way. Lesson learned, can be super effective, can be easy to forget to do. Moving on, episode 53 was called Use It or Lose It. With Use It or Lose It, it was where you grabbed a box and as you were using items in a particular area, you would place them in the box, do that for about a week, and then at the end of the week, you could look at everything that's left behind super quick glance just to see if there are any specialty items you use on occasion and then just go ahead and load the rest up into a box clear it out of there let it live there for the rest of the month in case there was anything you forgot you use and you could still run and retrieve it but to then put all of the things you use regularly back into the space in a way that you could really enjoy the space and know that everything in that space was useful to you i made the suggestion for the bathroom feedback on this was that it could be super useful. However, it was slightly more disruptive if more than one person was using that space. I have the luxury of my husband and I have our own sinks and our own cabinets that are sort of assigned to the his her side of our master bathroom. I could set this out and make this work for me. I do fully appreciate though if you are in more of a shared space, it would be more difficult to go, what are you doing? What's with the shoebox? Why is this in the way? <laughs> uh, especially if you were doing it over the course of the week. My tips or suggestions for still making this useful is if you wanted to do it right before you were actually getting ready for a day, have that box there. Every time you used a product, put it in and literally that same moment, scoop the rest out, move it somewhere out of the way, maybe under the the clothes in the closet or something where it was still easy to reach in case you needed something else, but that you were getting immediate feedback on how useful this was versus sitting that box on the counter for a week. If I had to reorient this one, that would be my suggestion. Just narrow it down, shrink the window so that you have more effectiveness with it. But again, can be super useful. All right, moving on. The next one was episode 57, part three, and that one was called Favorites First. This one was voted as the the favorite <laughs> form of decluttering. And I think it's because it was very short, very simplified. Everything was done in one quick sitting and therefore it felt less disruptive. It felt immediately useful. The description of what was happening here is I suggested grab just a dresser drawer, empty it onto the bed, and then decide I'm going to live with this only comfortably spacious, this drawer, instead of having it where I'm shoving things in and I'm trying to push things down in order for the drawer to open or shut. The way to do it was to look at the pile you just dumped on your bed and say, what is my absolute favorite shirt that I grab every time that the clothes are all clean? And then what's my next favorite and my next favorite and my next favorite until you stop short of the drawer feeling full short of feeling like you've crammed too much stuff in it. Then you can kind of turn around and go, is there anything else that I'm like, yeah, I've got enough room for one, maybe two more things. And then you literally bag up the rest, 
cart it off and be done with it. The beauty of this one was that you're not stressing by touching every single item and holding it up, making a decision. You know what you grab for every time you open that drawer. We literally live in 20% of our clothes. That was a nice one that people seemed to enjoy and felt that it was very effective. It's nice enough that whole process can be done in 15 minutes. And if you were on a roll and felt motivated, you could do it to another drawer and another drawer. And all of a sudden you've got an entire dresser with just your favorite things in it that is easy to open and close and feels super manageable. So just that one, that one was a favorite. And then finally we had episode 58, which was called Remove and Replace. This one was, I suggested the kitchen utensil drawer and crock that you tend to sit by your stove with all the utensils that you cook with to empty all of those spaces into a box that you have nearby. And then each time you're cooking and you're like, oh, I need a spatula, I need a ladle, I need a whatever you needed, you were going to grab out of the box, use it to cook with. And then once it came back through you washing it, it earned spots in your drawer or your crock at the end of the month or you know, however long you wanted to wait, do a quick glance, maybe fill in a couple more things that you know you use only at certain specialty foods that you make at Christmas or at Easter or something like that. The rest get get rid of. The feedback on remove and replace is it was the most disruptive because immediately you were taking useful things out of their normal space that there was this little bit of anxiety as the box was being taken away of what if I just didn't realize I used that for certain recipes and then all of a sudden that recipe comes back and I need to zest a lemon and I didn't use the lemon zester during this experiment and so then I got rid of it and that was sort of a mistake. I can see and appreciate the anxiety around this one because it is definitely the most disruptive but sometimes we have to get uncomfortable before things get better and it's okay too. But no, I totally appreciate the feedback. I think these were valuable lessons learned from my folks who did it. And I think that's fantastic. Now, the bigger question that one should ask in this experiment was, and I did a poll on this, how many of you actually completed one or more of the experiments? And how many of you listened, but never took action? And then I gave them options for why they didn't take action. Not enough time, didn't sound like it would work for my situation. Um, I, I don't remember, I'm not in front of the survey right now, but I gave them several options and then they could write anything in as a comment as well. I had more people not try it than try it. That sort of brings us around to why I started this podcast in the first place. <laughs> because folks with ADHD brains are not incapable of organizing. We are not incapable of decluttering. We are not unintelligent about knowing what to do. It has always been a matter of how to get ourselves to do it right? That is a huge piece. In the interest of full disclosure, I did not do all of these. I spoke about them and then moved on with life. And I would have been much prouder to be able to say, I did these with you and look at my before and after spaces so that I could share those with you. I am guessing, and you're going to hear this word over and over, that the biggest reason none of us took action is because nobody was holding us accountable. We are not going to hold ourselves accountable for this. I am going to put myself out on a limb <laughs> and I'm going to let you know that tomorrow being the last day of February and me not wanting to let you all down or myself for that matter, I am going to try and tackle all four of these today before the day is over because then it still counts because it's still February. That being said, I am going to challenge myself to go live in our Facebook group 
at the beginning of each hour and give you an update on where I stand. It won't be like every hour, all 24 hours, but <laughs> I'll report on, on a few. Starting at nine, I'll let you know where I stand. And each hour that I check in, I'll let you know where I stand again. I do know I have a midday errand run that has to happen. And so that little stretch will be taking a lunch break, not because I'm going off to eat lunch, but because I have an appointment I have to go to. Let's see how well I do. I'll give my Facebook group the wrap up. I'll give you all the before and afters. You'll see the live what I'm in action in the middle of doing. That sense of accountability I know will help me. If you would like to do it with me, there will be a space to say, hey, I'm here. I'm going to do this with you. I would love to have some partners doing this with me today. I am going to attempt to post this podcast first thing in the morning. You'll hear this. And if you can rally around whatever's happening in your day tomorrow and you want to jump in and join me, even if it's one of the hours, yay, it's an hour more than you were going to do today. Join me. Let's help each other become accountable for getting some of these things done before March hits tomorrow. And if you're not part of our Facebook group yet and you want to join in, go to bit.ly slash community. Once this accountability little action step happens, I'm going to come back and share a little bit on the next podcast so that those of you who aren't part of the Facebook group can can kind of see how this went. And I'll share even more about the accountability group. I want to start where I actually get to see you guys in person. Looking very forward to sharing more details about that in March. Until then, continue to choose joy. Did we just connect? Do you feel at home here? Oh gosh, then please do me a favor. I'd love to have you here for the next episode. And to do that, you need to follow or subscribe or hit the little plus button, whatever it takes to be here next time I drop an episode. And while you're at it, if you could scroll down and find where people rate and review the podcast, and if you would add your thoughts, it would mean the world to me. First of all, it would help other moms like us find me, and they wouldn't have to feel so alone. But I actually just like hearing from you. It means a lot to know your thoughts, and so that I can keep doing a, a good job and having episodes that mean something to you. So connect with me. DM me on Instagram, I'm at joylovinghome, or you can email me, joy at joylovinghome.com, or join my community, it's bit.ly slash joylovinghomecommunity. I can't wait to hear from you, and remember, keep choosing joy.